What's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q11 edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q11s, what I like to do is interview people to expose my audience to new things. I talk to authors, entrepreneurs, entertainers, counselors, other podcasters, and sometimes just your everyday person who just has something to say about a particular topic. So it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story. What sparked the passion to choose a certain career or what inspired them to write that book? Or why is this person so opinionated about a particular topic? So just sit back and enjoy the show and please be encouraged to share. A lot of my guests, much like myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth. So the more that you share, like or comment on a social media post, then the more you can help me grow the show. And it also gives more support to the people that I bring on the show who are looking to get their services, products, and talents out to the masses. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. My guest is an author, professional keynote speaker, consultant, and more. Her book, What Is It Costing You Not to Listen? The Power of Understanding to Connect, Influence, Solve, and Sell is available on Amazon and in more places. Currently located in the Keystone state of Pennsylvania, please welcome Miss Christine Miles to the Talk to Q show. Christine, how are you? I'm great. I love that you called it the Keystone state. Thanks for knowing me. I feel understood already, Quincy. That's great. <laughs> All right, let me give you a little round of applause here. Oh, I love you. Okay. All right, so the topic of your book is listening, something that a lot of us don't do. We have so many ways to communicate, yet our message tends to fall on deaf ears these days. So many misunderstandings are a result of people hearing but not listening. And we see it on social media, we see it on cable news networks, and sometimes we see it in person. It seems like the most basic thing to do, but a lot of us struggle with it. So just right off the top, why do you think it's so hard for people to listen? Well. There's two main reasons. Um, one is that we're told to listen from a young age, but we are very rarely taught. So that's the first problem. So like you use the word hearing, we're, we're, we're given hearing if we don't have a disability, but we're not taught the skill of listening. So we're set up right off the bat to fail. And then we have this big enemy of listening, which is our brains. Uh, it's a superpower. It's also the enemy of listening because there's a lot going off in our subconscious brain that pretty much tells us to do everything but listen. So in the absence of the skill, we can't overcome that, that distraction, that, that superpower, and really use it for, for, better, for better purposes rather than just letting it take us wherever we go. Okay. So now is this something... Uh, as simple as it sounds, something that we just have to be taught to do. I mean, you would think the average person grows up and just kind of falls into the habits of listening, but do we need to be taught how to listen? Uh, that is that is the essentially why I wrote the book, and it's the mission of, of the company I, I own, which is called Equipped. Uh, the reason I, I believe that so firmly is I, it just so happened that I was taught to listen at a very young age, both from my mother and my father. My mother was more circumstanced. She had mental illness, and I was really taught to listen to things that went on below the surface that most people didn't see. She was very warm and charismatic and love, loving, but she had lost her mother from childbirth. And so she was kind of had this 
deep emotional pain that most people didn't see. So I, I learned to listen to that. And then I also had a father who was an amazing listener who was who was taught well through his business training. And um, so that that set me up. And I was overachieving pretty young because of that skill and ability. And that's the very reason why I've seen businesses fail, projects fail, relationships fail. In the course of the many things I've done in my career, fundamentally, it comes down to use the word misunderstood. The misunderstandings is the cost, right? The relationships are the costs. The, the failed businesses, the, the not getting the customers, those are just some of the costs. And I think it just comes down to we're, we're just not taught how to do it. Mm. I mean, I, I've seen people argue with each other and you ask them what the other person said and they, they can't even tell you. Mm -hmm. um, it's like when, when people engage in a misunderstanding, they still don't have clarity to the other person's point of view. But when it comes to face-to-face -to -face disagreements, I've seen people literally agree with each other on a topic, but still argue because no one is listening to what the other person is saying. They're just waiting for their chance to speak. And I um, know that you say that listening to understand is very important. So what do you mean when you say listening to understand? Well, if there's if we know anything about listening, it's usually something we call active listening. So which is really how do you pay attention or act like you're actively paying attention or attending to the listener. So that's a very what I call rudimental way of listening. And it's really it underachieves. So the, the framework and what I write about in the book, it's called, what is it costing you not to listen? That's the problem. The solution is the listening path or the path to understanding. And that's really how do you discover the message and the meaning of what's being said, uh, rather than just listening to show you that I'm paying attention. I mean, but we see people all the time from politicians to podcasters. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, show examples of this type of behavior. And it seems like it's a lot more widespread now. So at what point do you start? Like how early on in a person's life can you start to train them to really listen to understand? Well, let's talk about the podcasters. And the and so so a couple of things. We're taught how to tell, talk, and know. So let, let's go back to school. What are we taught to do? How to make presentations, how to say our point of view how to have the right answers, how to know things. We're not really taught necessarily how to understand, especially when there's emotions involved. That's a whole nother level. And listening and emotions go hand in hand. That's, I believe we develop empathy by learning to listen. We're not empathetic and then we go in and listen. And that's usually what people talk about. So we need to build the empathy skills when we're listening, which is why you really can't start young enough. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, we were out at a school that, that we work with here in the Philadelphia area. It's a private school. And some of the teachers I asked, what do you do to teach, you know, listening? And they, they have the right ideas, but there's no curriculum around it. And they said often what happens is, you know, kids will raise their hand to answer a question of a teacher and one kid's answering and all the other kids have their hands up. And they say, you know, rather than doing that, put your hands down until, you know, Johnny or Susie or whatever their name is puts their hand down. And I thought, well, 40 years from now, that's just called a meeting. Right. We're all just, we're all sitting there. We don't have our hands in the air, but we're just waiting to talk about what we want to say. Right. So that's that's again, that's white knuckling it. Uh, so we're, we're not taught really what to do so that we can soothe our subconscious brain and not just be ready to respond. Now in the world where communication is so one way 
podcasts, in some cases, news programs. It's all about talking and getting your point of view across. So media training is all about reversing and saying, not listening to what's said, but changing the question so that you can put out the message that you want to say. So we're really creating more and more of this one-way endeavor. And I appreciate that you noticed that. And I think we're going to be in a real crisis, not because the generations coming up are bad, they're human, but we're not arming them with the skills to overcome the obstacles that they're facing with, with the digital media and, and all the things, all the connectivity they have, you know, electronically, but not humanly, it feels way too one way. And if we don't take a step back and say, we got to help them to connect in a different way, listen differently to themselves and others, I think we're, we're really setting them up for a lot of heartache. I agree with you 100% on that. Something has to be done um, just to prevent just things from getting worse. As bad as it is, it's hard to fathom that it can be worse. And yeah. so we definitely don't want younger generations to have to deal with that and not have the tools of how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned all the connectivity. Multitasking is also a big component to people not listening. And sometimes I can be guilty of it as well. Of um, I have the type of job during the day where I do a lot of multitasking. Mm -hmm. And so when you're multitasking, you're on a conference call and things of that nature, things kind of go over your head. Or even when it's recreational, you can watch a sport sporting event with someone and you mention a play that happened in the third quarter. They don't even know what you're talking about because they mm -hmm. were on Facebook. Yep. And so what's your advice, I guess, to people who have a problem with putting devices down? Should you have time away from devices in order to kind of help train your listening skills? Well, so this is such a complicated issue because I think we're in such uncharted territory. So, so yes, the, the simple answer is yes. And what I know is that even when people put the devices down and they're trying to be present, they're, they're still going to fail at listening because look, I'm not, I'm dyslexic. So algebra wasn't my thing, right? I didn't do well in math. So you could sit me down and say, do algebra. And I'd go, okay. And I might give it a whirl, but I don't know what I'm doing. You have to show me how to work out that math problem, or I'm just going to fake it. And so even if I'm present and focused on it, it doesn't mean I'm more able to do it. It just means I might attend to doing it differently. That's what happens. Even when we put the devices down, our brains are still going wild. And because we don't have the skills, we're going to, we, we fail. And then that makes us uncomfortable. And so we're more inclined not to do it, right? It's a vicious, it's a vicious cycle. So an intention, intention here really isn't the answer. You use the word tools, and it is really having the tools to listen in a trans, what we call a transformational way, to really transform the conversation, transform the relationship, transform the outcomes by, by listening to understand versus just, I'm going to calm everything down, at least show you I'm right here and being present. That's, that's one step, but it's, it's really only the beginning of what we call the path. Okay, uh, that's an interesting answer. And then, as far as algebra is concerned, I was hard on algebra too. I think whoever invented the idea of adding numbers and letters should be drug tested. That's just right. I, you know, this is very supportive. I feel again very, very appreciative. Look, so 
that's the interesting thing, right? So some of us are more wired to figure those things out. And some of us are more attuned to, to the things that I'm doing. We need both. We need both IQ and what we call EQ, emotional intelligence. Like we can't change our how smart we are. That's kind of, we're stuck with, and it kind of goes down as life goes on, as we've learned. But your emotional quotient, your emotional intelligence, which is has been proven to be what makes a star performer over, you know, an average performer and, and being able to excel is really about raising that quotient and that you can always make go higher. How do you do that? I believe the foundation of the house is learning to listen because when you listen to yourself, you listen to others, you start to understand things well beyond, you know, both emotionally and otherwise beyond what you did before. And that's how, that's how you raise your emotional quotient and ultimately your your overall performance. Einstein talked about it all the time, right? Learning to listen and doing different things is really how you understand is how you come to the best solutions and problem solving as well. Okay. And so we've talked about, you know, how I may impact you in a per, in-person debate. We mm -hmm. kind of mentioned um, multitasking things on the job and things of that nature. Let's talk about from a relationship perspective. How mm -hmm. can being a better listener make you a better mate or spouse? Well, this is this is where I believe it all begins. And even though we're a company and what we do as a business, that when we teach organizations how to listen, the first thing we do is help them learn to listen to their 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 loved ones, their children, their spouses, their parents, their partners, because we know that that's where it's a safer place to start. And then it just, it just kind of goes out from there. So, you know, I call the relationship problem and not listening death by a thousand cuts. It's like you're wounding your partner or your loved one all the time. You don't necessarily know it because you don't see a gaping wound. It's just a little cut that over time erodes the relationship. And, and often it's, it's bleeding out before you know it and you don't know how you got here. So a lot of people will say, well, he or she doesn't listen to me. I don't feel heard. But how do we fix that? Because we, the more we know someone, the more we think we're supposed to know about them. We, we essentially lose our curiosity the closer we are to something. And so that's part of why five-year-olds are so magical, because they ask, why, why, why? They're curious, right? It's new to them. So the more familiar we are, often the less we listen, whether that's in business or relationships. I mean, I, I, I always think, you know, it, sometimes I'm out somewhere in, in my neighborhood. I live in Chester County, Pennsylvania. It's gorgeous. Sometimes I just have to slow down and go, if I was on vacation, I'd be like, this is amazing. <laughs> but since I see it every day, I take it a little bit more for granted. And that's what happens in relationships. So I call it the gift of understanding. And there's no greater love letter than helping the one you love feel that you understand them. That's a very powerful way to love. That is a very good answer too. Wow. Okay. And so a few more questions and we'll get ready to wrap things up. Now, I, I did read that you suffered a bad car accident uh, in your early thirties. Mm -hmm. And you said that listening helped you reinvent yourself afterwards. So how did listening help you overcome that? Well, so I certainly understood myself pretty well because of my ability to listen. You know, I knew what I needed, what I didn't needed, what, you know, how to pay attention to my body. And, and I had people teach me that along the way. But from a from a work aspect and also from this mission that we're 
that I'm on to really change the paradigm. I'm calling it a listening movement where we change the paradigm of communication, where time and resources are spent on listening rather than just talking and telling is largely because of that accident. I, you know, I had people that loved and cared about me very, very much. And uh, I felt very supported, yet I, I rarely felt understood. I had a, I suffered a cervical spine injury that looked, I looked fine. People much, not unlike my mother, you know, physical versus emotional pain, but they would be like, you look great. How are you doing? You look wonderful. And I'm at an eight, nine level pain. I was in acute pain from things that were going on in my, my neck. And people had a hard time understanding what they didn't see. And I thought, well, here's somebody who loves me, knows me, friends and family, and couldn't understand what I was going through. And I said, this is a huge gap. There's a lot of people that just don't know how to step into the worlds of others. And again, when we listen differently, we learn to empathize versus the expectation is I can, I can step into your shoes before I listen. It doesn't work that way. We have to listen our way to empathy. So that made me more committed to, to this mission and to this cause. And I've spent my career to this point where you know, I've hopefully simplified this and provided the tools in a way that's constructive for both children and adults to learn simply rather than in this complex way that a lot of the world teaches listening. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, I'm glad to see that you got through it and yeah. it sounds horrible. My goodness. We all have a story, right? Oprah said it. So I know it's true. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> if it came from her, it's definitely true. It's definitely true. Yeah. So look, the things that happen, I, I, I would take it back from the standpoint I'd love to have those years back were the worst of my pain. But from an experience standpoint, it you know, I don't know if I'd trade that. It's a, it's a hard, it's a sliding doors moments, right? We have to, we all have something. We all have that in our background. So this just happened to be it was very difficult. And, you know, I suffer from chronic pain. I, I'm thankfully not going with not acute pain, but it's managed, not cured. Um, I'm just grateful that I've had the help I have and that I've gotten the lessons I've gotten from it. Okay. And so what's the main thing you want people to get from your book? Well, it's, it's really, it is, you know, a guide. It's a handbook. So it, it defines the problem because I don't believe you can solve a problem that you don't know you have. If I don't think I have a problem, I don't have a problem. This is where we, we first start arguing. And so I think the main thing is that if you are a willing participant and you put just the time in to learn what the tools are, even if you use them every once in a while or in important conversations, just one of the tools, there are, there are six that are outlined in the book, you'll change conversations just by using them one by one. When you marry them together, you become an amazing listener. That, that takes practice, right? There's the difference between me and Tom Brady. I, I can throw a football, so can he. He can do it a little bit better than me uh, because he's put practice in as well as he knows how to do it. So I want people to take away the how and then hopefully put the practice in to, to make their relationships better, to make their worlds better, and so that they can teach their kids. That's one of the, the benefits that we see from teaching adults already is that one family at a time, kids are learning something and they're getting experiences with their parents that they wouldn't necessarily have because of learning the parents learning these tools. Okay. And I, I want to back up just a moment to, you mentioned earlier uh, about something uh, called equipped yeah and equipped is your 
your consulting and training business that you founded um, yes. that helps medium-sized companies to Fortune five to Fortune one hundred corporations grow sales, develop people, and create understanding. Can you tell us about Equip? Yeah, so I'm fortunate. You know, I have a team of people that are on the soliciting mission, and we work, as you said, with really small to large companies, mid-sized companies, and also schools. Our, our, one of our goals, in addition to teaching organizations how to listen, and that's, as I said, the foundation of the house, so that they can drive those results. We know that culture is a huge part of how people, what they want when they go to work. And so we influence that. We create a common language around how to communicate through listening, not just talking. Um, and our ultimate mission is to, is to teach kids. So, so we're working on that. Now we're, we're building a game to help that to, through game-based learning that we already use with our clients that we can take into school so that they can have fun and learn how to listen in a very practical and tangible way from starting at high school and then working our way down to elementary school. All right. And so... We'll go ahead and wrap things up, but can you let the people know where they can find you, um, where they can find you online, connect with you sure. on social media? Social media is C Miles Listens. That's the handle for all the social media platforms from LinkedIn to Instagram to Facebook. The, the company website is equipped, and I'll spell it E-Q-U-I-P-T-People.com. And if you're interested in learning more about how we can help your business, please give us a call. And my phone number's in the book, so I'll share it here. I'm, please don't hesitate. We're here to help in any way you can. So 484-252-1593, uh, uh, people can text or call me um, and, uh, and I'll respond. Yeah. All right. So that is equipped, um, E-Q-I, excuse me, E-Q-U-I-P-T-people.com. And you said all of your social media is at C-Miles Listens? That's right. Okay, so Instagram, Twitter, all of that good stuff. Yep. All right. And the name of the book, what it what is it? Costing you not to listen, the power of understanding to connect, influence, solve, and sell. Christine, I really appreciate you taking the time to join the Talk to Q show. And I wish you much success in the future. And I'm gonna have to get my hands on a copy of that book as well because I, I can always be a better listener. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. Thank you so much. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com for show archives and information. You can join one of my interactive live streams by following me on social media. Just search for Talk to Q. And you can subscribe to the Talk to Q radio show anywhere podcasts are found. Leaving a review is also appreciated. I want to thank you for listening to this episode, and I'll see you next time. All right.